fans to episode number 209 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, we're going to start off by talking a little bit more about the trade of Mark Stahl. The Rangers, of course, sending Stahl and a 2021 second-round draft pick to the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for future considerations. And we will also be discussing the rumors that the Rangers are interested in Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, more specifically, why I don't think it's the move to make if you're the New York Rangers. Tempting though it might be, I don't know that that's a trade that I would make right now if I'm the Rangers. Uh, we're going to get to all that, but let's start with a few final thoughts about the trade of Mark Stahl. And by the way, it is still Monday as I'm recording this, so you're hearing it on Tuesday at the earliest, which means that we either have a Stanley Cup champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning, or we have a Game 7 to look forward to. Either way, I'm sure I'll offer some final thoughts about the Stanley Cup Finals at some point. But for now, let's talk about Mark Stahl. Let's also remember, it's easy to forget this because, you know, we're all so locked into the Rangers and what are they going to do and, you know, who are they going to draft and who are they going to target free agency, all that stuff. Who might they trade? Uh, there is a human side to this. Uh, Mark Stahl is married and has three kids. Uh, I don't know how athletes typically approach this situation when they get traded. I mean, does the whole family move to Detroit now? Are they there for only one year? And they do they move again after the season when Stahl pretty much inevitably signs somewhere else? I mean, I don't know. But I think it's just important to consider uh, the human side of this. And I'm sure, you know, Mark Stahl, he was a good sport about everything. He waived his no-move clause and more power to him for doing that. That was a really uh, cool thing that he did for the Ranger franchise. But... Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts right now, especially living in this pandemic world where we don't even know how next season is going to work. You know, does Mark Stahl need to report to Detroit at a certain time? Are there going to be more hub cities? I mean, how exactly is all this going to go down? So again, kudos to Mark Stahl for being willing to do that. But I think it also is important to just remember the fact that there is a human aspect to all of this. And, you know, Mark Stahl and his family, they have to adjust now to life as a Detroit Red Wing for Mark. So, yeah, definitely something just to keep in mind a little bit, I think. And again, uh, big time credit goes to Mark Stahl for being willing to accept the trade to the Detroit Red Wings, who, let's just say, had a less than stellar season this past year. The other question that inevitably comes up here after this trade of Mark Stahl First of all, Rangers saving $5.7 million against the salary cap. So what do they do with this newfound cap space, which is now up to just north of $20 million for this offseason? Does it mean that they just simply uh, keep their focus in-house and they bring back as many of the unrestricted and restricted free agents as they possibly can? Do they now turn their attention to a trade for Jack Eichel? I mean, we're going to talk about that. That's going to be its whole own other segment a little bit later in this episode. But we will see if they now choose to become uh, bigger players in free agency than maybe some of us 
thought that they were going to be coming into this offseason. I mean, Tori Krug and Alex Peter Angelo are both out there. We'll see if the Rangers uh, have any interest in either one of those guys, possibly bringing them in on a deal. But right now, I don't think that's what the Rangers are going to do. I think the Rangers still want to kind of build from within, and I could see a situation where they're a little bit more aggressive next season if there's a better free agent class and the Rangers feel like they're very close to contending for a Stanley Cup championship. But another way to look at this trade of Mark Stahl is... What would you give up a second-round draft pick in exchange for? Because as we've discussed, the Rangers have eight impending free agents. It's D'Angelo, Strom, Faust, Georgiev, Lemieux, DiGiuseppe, McKeg, and Haley. With all due respect to DiGiuseppe, McKeg, and Haley, I don't think they're going to be priorities for the Rangers uh, this offseason. So, you know, the question becomes, would you give up a second-round draft pick in 2021 to be able to re-sign Tony D'Angelo to a long-term deal? Or would you give up a second-round pick to be able to hang on to some combination of, say, Brennan Lemieux and Ryan Strom, or Strom and Georgiev, or, you know, Strom, Georgiev, and DiGiuseppe, you know, whatever it might be. If the answer is yes to any of that, then this was a good move, because to me, now look, I've been kind of 50-50 about Tony D'Angelo. I could see a case where the Rainers can maybe try to trade him or allow him to move on in free agency. He is a restricted free agent, but... This trade of Mark Stahl does seem to make it a little bit more possible that they could hang on to Tony D'Angelo looking forward. My logic there has always been that the Rangers have several good offensive defensemen already. You've got Truba, you've got Adam Fox, and you've got a couple more on the way in Ke'Andre Miller and Nils Lundqvist. So I don't know that Tony D'Angelo is quite as indispensable as a lot of people might think. Uh, but be that as it may, this does create some possibilities if you're the Rangers. It really kind of opens up your options as far as how you would like to approach free agency and how many of your own guys that you think you might be able to bring back this season. So for all those reasons, you know, I think this was a good move for the Rangers. Again, it, it is unfortunate having to give up a second round pick, but I think it's a small price to pay if you end up being able to have just a ton more flexibility in free agency as it seems like the Rangers are going to have, you know, going into this offseason here. I think it's also a good time to kind of take inventory for the 2021 NHL draft for the Rangers and just kind of reassess where they're at, see how many picks they have, because, you know, it is a second round draft pick. It's nothing to sneeze at that they gave up in exchange for having the Red Wings acquire Mark Stahl and open up some cap space. But in 2021, just to kind of go through the Rangers picks here, it's not as dire as it sounds, you know, giving up the second round pick because the Rangers will still have their own first round draft pick next season. Now, we obviously don't know when that draft pick will occur. We don't know the order of the draft next year because obviously we don't know what the final standings of next season are going to look like. But the Rangers, they've got their own first rounder. Uh, they will not have a pick in the second round because, as we just mentioned, they dealt it to the Red Wings along with Mark Stahl. The Rangers will have two picks, however, in the third round. They've got their own pick in addition to the third round pick of the Buffalo Savers. The Rangers acquired that pick when they traded Jimmy VC to Buffalo. The Rangers will also have two picks in the fourth round. They've got their own pick, plus the Ottawa Senators' fourth round pick. The Rangers acquired that pick from the Senators, along with Nick Ebert, in exchange for Vladislav Nemestikov. And the Rangers will still have their own picks in rounds five, six, and seven. So they're doing fine, really. Again, it's unfortunate that they don't have a second rounder, but if you look at it in a positive light, they will still have five picks in the first four rounds. So that's definitely not a bad thing. They're in good shape, and I think they can still have a good draft next season despite not having a second round draft pick. And again, I think it's completely fine to give up that second round pick along with Mark Stahl in exchange for creating a bunch of cap space as the Rangers now have. They've got a lot more flexibility now as far as what they can do this offseason.
Will they use some of that aforementioned cap space to target Jack Eichel in a trade? We'll discuss that in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so rumors have once again began to swirl that Jack Eichel might be back on the trade block. It feels like we go through this every couple of weeks with the Buffalo Sabres where either Jack Eichel wants to be traded or the Sabres want to move him and start rebuilding all over again or whatever it might be with the Buffalo Sabres. It's really kind of hard to figure out uh, where that franchise is coming from sometimes. They just uh, they can't seem to get it together. They, they can't decide if they want to go forward with the group of players that they have now and try to become cup contenders and add on to that team. They can't decide if they want to blow the whole thing up again and rebuild it all over again. They can't decide if they want to just focus on a team that's good enough to simply get into the playoffs and at least end their playoff drought. It's it's not good, man. It's not good in Buffalo. I know that not every franchise can bat a 1,000. You're going to have teams that swing and miss at draft picks like the Rangers have done occasionally, at least every once in a while. You're going to have situations where a certain trade doesn't work out. I mean, that's happened once or twice with the Rangers in recent history. But with the Rangers, the way I've felt ever since this rebuild has started is that there has always been a plan in place. And that's what you need as a fan to just kind of be reassured that, okay, this is what we're looking to do. This is how we're going to do it. With the Sabres, I just don't know what the plan is there. It seems like every move they make contradicts their most recent move before that, and they just can't decide, like I said, if they want to go forward with the players that they have now or blow the whole thing up and start all over again. So what you get is a team that's constantly stuck in between, and they just don't really know what they're going to do. But as for Jack Eichel, you know, there's been some rumors again that he's back on the train block and that the Rangers might be interested in him. Look, I will be the first person to admit that this idea is a ton of fun. I mean, can you imagine Jack Eichel being out there with Artemi Panarin, Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Chris Kreider? It'd be a blast. And he's a center, which is where the Rangers are kind of weak right now. I would say it's probably the biggest weakness on the team. So Jack Eichel definitely checks some boxes if you're the New York Rangers. Uh, he's frankly just an outstanding young player. Uh, he just completed his fifth season in the NHL, still just 23 years old, and he's gotten better and better and better with every passing season. Big kid, uh, six foot two, 196 pounds. He has made the all-star team for three consecutive seasons, was also a member of the NHL's all-rookie team back in 2016. He has skated in 354 games in five seasons, 137 goals, 200 assists for a total of 337 points in those 354 games. And again, on paper, this is very tempting as a Ranger fan. It's probably also tempting if you're the Rangers themselves, especially, you know, when you start considering the magic that he could make with some of the skilled players that are already on the Rangers. So I get it. Having said all that, 
I don't think this is the way to go if you're the Rangers. Eichel still has six more years on his contract for a total of $60 million, $10 million a season. He also has a no-move clause that will kick in in 2022-2023. So if you bring in Jack Eichel, you're now going to have three forwards combining for a cap hit of approximately $28.14 million. That's Panarin, Kreider, and Eichel. The three of them, again, they would combine for a $28.14 million cap hit per season. And the NHL salary cap right now is flat at $81.5 million. So these three players alone would take up approximately 34.5% of your entire salary cap. That's a lot for just three guys. It's not like it's impossible to do it, but you would have to get really creative if you're the Rangers. And let me ask you something else as it pertains to this situation. What happens when Mika Zibanejad is a free agent in two years? Are you guys ready to say goodbye to Mika? Because I'm not. And if you bring in Eichel, how in the world are you going to offer Mika Zibanejad a fair market value? He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He'll be able to talk to all 30, all 32 teams because Seattle will be in the league by then. So he'll be able to talk to all 32 teams and he can take the best offer if that's what he wants. I don't see how the Rangers, when you're shelling out this much money to Panarin, Eichel, and Kreider, how you could possibly at that point hope to bring back Mika Zibanejad, especially when you consider the fact that Mika just keeps getting better and better and better and better. It's going to be almost impossible to retain him if you're the Rangers at that point. And even if you do bring him back, let's say Mika Zibanejad signs a big-time deal, long-term extension with the Rangers, and it's for $8 million a season, which is probably on the low end because Kreider right now is making $6.5 million a season. So if Mika signs at $8 million per year, it's not significantly more than what Kreider would be making. I get the feeling Mika's going to end up with more than $8 million a season. But let's just say $8 million. It's a nice round number, and uh, we can just kind of keep going forward with this hypothetical here. Now, if you're the Rangers, you would have Kreider, Zibanejad, Eichel, and Panarin combining for a cap hit of approximately $36.14 million per season. And if the cap remains at $81.5 million, that's 44.3% of your cap space going to just four players. So it's going to be hard to find some quality role players at that point. And your eggs are all in that one basket of those four players, basically. And, you know, Jacob Truba's got a big contract as well. But then what happens, like, let's say that they actually find a way to make this all work, right? You bring in Eichel via a trade this season. You've still got Panarin and Kreider, obviously. And let's say the Rangers, they pull a rabbit out of their hat. They find a way to also keep Mika Zibanejad, and all four of those players are still there. Well, what happens when Igor Shesterkin is a free agent? What about Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere? You're going to be saying goodbye to a lot of these guys if you bring in Jack Eichel. What about Adam Fox? I mean, do you guys want to say goodbye to Adam Fox? He looks like one of the best young defensemen in the NHL. Now, I might feel a little bit differently if I felt like the Rangers were truly ready. They were one big piece away from winning the Stanley Cup next season because yeah, if that was the case, then you could trade for Jack Eichel. You'd still have Mika Zibanejad for another two years. And even if he walks after the two years, you've still got a two-year window here where you've got Eichel, Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kreider all on the same team. And you can put your best foot forward and go full bore and do everything you can do to try to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think the Rangers are there yet. This doesn't feel like a make-or-break season coming up for the New York Rangers. It doesn't feel like a championship or bust season. Now, in some respects, it's always good to set high goals. It's always good to have tall aspirations. And of course, you always want to set your sights on winning the Stanley Cup, but you also have to be realistic as an organization. You can't push all your chips to the center of the table if it's not the right time to do so. And I don't think even if the Rangers do add Jack Eichel next season, that they're going to be ready to win the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. I just don't think they're quite there yet. And bringing in Jack Eichel, you're going to have to give away a lot of assets. You're going to have to 
probably trade at least one first round pick, probably two. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to pretty much say goodbye to people like Tony D'Angelo, Ryan Strom, uh, Jesper Foss. He's probably gone anyway. But you get the idea. All these free agents that a lot of us like, a lot of us would like to see brought back at a reasonable price. All these guys are going to be gone. So it's going to be an extremely, extremely top-heavy team, and it could cause some issues for the Rangers down the road when they're trying to re-sign people like Mika Zibanejad, like Igor Shesterkin, like Adam Fox. So at this point in time, you know, it's tempting. I mean, Jack Eichel, he's a fantastic player. He just keeps getting better. The sky really is the limit for him, but I can't pull the trigger on this if I'm the Rangers. And I don't know exactly what the trade would entail, but you're going to be giving up a lot, and you're going to be taking on a pretty massive contract that's going to really handcuff you down the road and keep you from doing things that you want to do as it pertains to re-signing your own free agents, as it pertains to signing other free agents, making trades around the league. You're going to be pretty much locked into just that one uh, small core group of players. They're going to be the ones having to carry the team on their back year in and year out. So, Again, I'm not a big fan of it. I think all of this really might be a moot point anyway because I don't think that Sabres are going to end up trading Jack Eichel. Uh, apart from the obvious part that he is one of the best young players in the NHL, the fact that he is rapidly improving every season, and the fact that he's the kind of guy that you should build your franchise around, the Sabres just made a trade where they brought in 35-year-old Eric Stahl. Now, this was questionable to begin with because it sounds like it's a, a big-time kind of win-now move. They send Marcus Johansson to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Eric Stahl, but it's a move that just seems strange because why would you bring in 35-year-old Eric Stahl when it doesn't seem like you're anywhere near competing for a Stanley Cup if you're the Buffalo Sabres? But regardless, if you're the Sabres, are you really going to trade for a 35-year-old who is in the last year of his contract in Eric Stahl and then turn around and immediately trade away your franchise player a couple of weeks later? That would make no sense, even for the Sabres. I mean, those two trades would directly contradict each other. And we talked about this before. No franchise can bat a 1,000 with all of its wheelings and dealings, but... This has to be what drives Sabres fans crazy because it goes back to what I talked about earlier. It's a team that cannot decide if they want to go for it now or if they want to blow things up and rebuild. And nothing would represent that more than bringing in a 35-year-old and then trading your 23-year-old superstar. It just would absolutely go against any sort of logic that there is in the NHL. So, I mean, the bottom line here, I don't think the Sabres are going to trade Jack Eichel, even if they do. I don't know that the Rangers are in position to take him. I think the Rangers need to continue to build from within. And I think this is the kind of season where you just do a little bit of patchwork if you're the Rangers. You don't go nuts. You keep your options open for seasons going forward. You allow yourself to be able to re-sign guys like Mika Zibanejad in two years and like Igor Shesterkin and Adam Fox somewhere down the road. And for now, you just play it smart in free agency. You find some guys that are a little bit better than people realize and you sign them to affordable deals. Now, look, again, if the Rangers do strike a deal with the Sabres for Jack Eichel, then, hey, I'll be excited, you'll be excited, and it's a ton of fun to think about what he could do with guys like Artemi Panarin and like Capo Caco and like Chris Kreider. I get it, but you're also really limiting yourself as far as what you'll be able to do down the road if you're the New York Rangers and you trade for Jack Eichel. So we'll see what happens, but right now I just don't see it going down that way. First of all, again, I don't see the Sabres dealing him, and even if they do, I don't know that the Rangers are really in position to bring him in. But it's obviously an intriguing situation. It's something that we will continue to monitor going forward here on the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. Of course, this is a five-day-a-week podcast. And one other piece of good news for you guys before we wrap up for today it looks like the Stanley Cup Finals will come and go without any positive tests for COVID-19, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, this is a statement from the National Hockey League on the COVID-19 testing results. 
The NHL completed the ninth week of its Phase 4 return to play with no positive test results for COVID-19. Among the 773 tests administered, testing was administered on a daily basis to all members of the club's 52-member traveling parties, including players during the period from September 20 to 26. The NHL has administered 33,174 tests to club personnel, including players, since the start of Phase 4 with zero positive tests. The NHL will issue its final update on COVID-19 testing results following the conclusion of the Stanley Cup Final. The league will not be providing information on the identity or any individuals or clubs. So that is obviously just fantastic news and a great job of the NHL throughout this whole thing. There were questions about whether this could happen, whether it should happen, but I think we've probably all enjoyed uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been a very challenging year. I know for me and for a lot of people, it's been a nice little break, a way to just kind of enjoy something that we love, and it's been a blast, man. And again, I'm recording this on Monday, so as you're hearing this, it's Tuesday at the earliest. I don't know who won Game 6 last night, but uh, either way, the league has really done a great job with this Uh somehow keeping all these players healthy and not a single positive test throughout this entire uh, marathon of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you would like to join the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League, then now is the time to reach out. You can send me an email, LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Or you can shoot me a DM on Twitter, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. If I've heard from you already, it means means you've got nothing else to do at this time. You are already in the Fantasy League. I have not actually created the league just yet. In fact, I don't think many of these websites are even set up for the next season of Fantasy Hockey, but whenever it becomes available, I will set up the league. I will send you guys invites. And for anybody who has not yet reached out to me, make sure you do it soon because spots are filling up fast. I'm all for making this a very big league, including as many people as possible, but we will have to cap the league at a certain point, at a certain number. But uh, yeah, if you want to join, send me an email. DM me on Twitter, uh, secure your spot sooner rather than later to make sure you get into the league. But that will do it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next time.